folks, welcome back to the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, I'll offer an analysis of the content found in the Heidelberg Catechism. I have picked the Heidelberg Catechism for its easy-to-follow structure of 52 Lord's Days. Again, as a reminder, the Lord's Prayer was given by Jesus to His disciples as a model of prayer. It gives us some parameters to think through when we approach the throne of God to bring our petitions, our requests, our thanksgiving, and our praise. Today we are in episode number 48, and in Lord's Day number 48, we will explore the second petition of the Lord's Prayer. As it has been our practice the past couple of episodes, let me read to you the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The first petition of the Lord's Prayer was, Hallowed be your name. The second petition is, Your kingdom come. And to that, the Heidelberg Catechism answers it this way. Your kingdom come. That is, so govern us by your word and spirit that we submit ourselves to you always more and more. Preserve and increase your church. Destroy the works of the devil, every power that exalts itself against you, and all wicked devices formed against your holy word until the fullness of your kingdom come, wherein you shall be all in all. Before we explore the Heidelberg Catechism's answer, we must ask ourselves, why did Jesus say, your kingdom come? Well, that was the message of Jesus. As soon as Jesus left the wilderness after being tempted in Matthew chapter 4, he says, this is Matthew 4, 17, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That is what he began to preach. And that message that he preached was continued in the Sermon on the Mount as he gives his disciples the parameters for the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the rule of God, and it is ruled by a king, and that king is Jesus. In matter of fact, the book of Matthew portrays Jesus as a messianic king who rules over his people, the Israelites, but also who came to bring salvation to the ends of the earth to rule also over the Gentiles. And just as Jesus came to advance the kingdom of God, so are those who believe in him. That is why Jesus says, your kingdom come. We are, as faithful disciples and followers of Jesus, to continue to advance His kingdom and the kingdom's agenda. The presence of God's kingdom, says the ESV Study Bible, in this age refers to the reign of Christ in the hearts and lives of believers and to the reigning presence of Christ in His body, the church, so that they increasingly reflect His love, obey His laws, honor Him, do good for all people, and proclaim the good news that is the gospel of the kingdom. Notice that there is both a personal aspect to the kingdom and also an outward aspect to the kingdom. We are to personally walk as citizens of the kingdom of God, and we are also to call out to the world and ask them to and compel them to come into the kingdom of Christ. And how do we as believers submit to the rule of the kingdom? Well, we do that by the word of God, as the Heidelberg Catechism puts it, and by submitting to the Spirit himself. 
Our goal, as the Heidelberg Catechism puts it, is to want to always submit ourselves more and more to the authority of Christ as our Lord, because He's also our Savior. Now, the Heidelberg Catechism also includes that we are to preserve and increase your church. Again, your church, a reference to Christ's church, the body of Christ. The idea of the quote-unquote increase your church really has to do with the expansion of the kingdom, not necessarily that the church itself as an institution would grow to become yet another kingdom. That is certainly not the case because there's only one kingdom that matters and is the kingdom of God. Now, notice that the Heidelberg Catechism also says that we are to destroy the works of the devil and every power that exalts itself against you and all the devices formed against your holy word. So a lot to think about here. First is that when we ask God that his kingdom come is that the works of the devil are destroyed in the process. Of course, the devil is the kingdom's most fierce enemy. The devil, in fact, is prowling around trying to destroy every citizen of the kingdom of God. And when we pray, your kingdom come, we ask the Lord that he will fight on our behalf as citizens of his kingdom against the enemy. The Heidelberg Catechism is also hopeful of the future. In our desire for God's kingdom to come and fighting against the devil, we also look forward to a day when he will be thrown into hell forever with his angels and with the wicked. Of course, we do not want people, those who are wicked, to go to hell, but we do look forward to the day when God will return and Christ will return in His glory to take us to dwell with Him in heaven forever. That is why the Heidelberg Catechism says, until the fullness of your kingdom come. What does that mean? Well, it means that the kingdom is here, but not yet fully. Jesus came announcing the kingdom, the kingdom came. As a matter of fact, it says the kingdom of God is at hand, meaning that its king had come and Jesus came to bring the message of the kingdom and we are to propagate that message, but it has not fully come yet. There will be a day, what the Bible calls the day of the Lord, when Christ will return to gather his saints. Paul says in 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty-eight, Now when all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also be sub subject to him who put all things under him that God may be all in all. This idea of Christ being all in all is also found in the Heidelberg Catechism's answer, and it has to do with the idea of the fullness of the kingdom of God coming and Jesus ruling over his people and the nations of the earth. The psalmist looked forward to this day in Psalm 102, 12 to 13. It says, But you, O Lord, shall endure forever. And the remembrance of your name to all generations, you will arise and have mercy on Zion. Again, Zion meaning the heavenly city, the place where God dwells. For the time to favor her, yes, the set time has come. Again, the psalmist here looking forward to that one day, the day of the Lord that will come in the future. The book of Revelation speaks of the future kingdom. It says in Revelation chapter 11, verse 15, Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. In other words, the kingdoms of this earth will bow down to Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 says that every knee shall bow before Christ. And then in 1 Corinthians 15, 24, it says that he will put an end to all rule and all authority in power. Why? Because he is the ultimate ruler. He is the ultimate authority. And one day, everyone will be subject to his power and his rule. 
Finally, notice that it is your kingdom come, not our kingdom come. It is not the kingdom of any local church, political party, or any government authority or organization. It is the kingdom of God that we must long for. It is not about us. It is about Him. To this, Reverend Van Oon says the following, Oh yes, the ultimate goal of this petition is our God, His praise, His honor, His majesty, His glory. Also here, it becomes evident that God made everything for His own sake so that we could rejoice in the works of His hands. And then he continues, He says this, At the same time, this petition too shows us our need and our misery. You remember that this was one of the conditions for a true prayer, that we must write thoroughly know our sins and misery. For when we ask for the completion of God's kingdom, for His grace, that we may submit ourselves more and more to Him, we thereby also acknowledge that we are not by far there where we should be and would have been if we had submitted ourselves to Him without any reservation, without holding anything back. It is, folks, about submitting ourselves under God. Let us not forget that Jesus is our Lord, King. In other words, He is our Master, and we belong to Him. Finally, as Dr. Wes Bredenhoff submits, when we pray for the coming of God's kingdom, we're really praying for the fulfillment of all His plans for us, for the church, and for the world. We are praying for the good things already in place under His rule that they will remain. We're praying that the good things to come from His rule will come quickly. We're praying these things not so that God would become king, but that He would be recognized by all creatures as king, for He already is king. Already some do, but not yet all. May the Lord come quickly so that the day would come when all willingly submit to His sovereign eternal rule. May we also be eager subjects today and every day until the fullness of the kingdom comes. Amen. Well, folks, that's it for this episode of the Preacher's Devo podcast. And until our next podcast, stay encouraged, encourage others, and keep growing in Christ. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends and family and also to subscribe.